Mobile Rolling, presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound, making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices, online or over the phone. 1-800-060-896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Right. And will the uh, new uh, leg of uh, the uh, 14 in a row horse, Plymouth Chubb, stand up here. He's about to quicken now. Cravastor's about to balance up as RC Phoenix moved up and Kiang Chucky. So Plymouth Chubb's under siege. Cravastor door got the run. RC Phoenix joining it. RC Phoenix, Plymouth Chubb, Cravastor. Cravastor does best. Cravastor has beaten Plymouth Chubb and RC Phoenix in fourth Actually home. started favourite last night at Melton over the boom trotter at Plymouth Chubb but uh, hopefully improves off that Chris and uh, we can see him win a lot more races but 14 from 16 still a terrific record isn't it with Plymouth Chubb. Good morning. Yes, Steve. Good morning to you. Good morning everyone. Terrific record and there's no doubt he will improve off that because uh, he's going to uh, take a lot of benefit. That was his first hit out since New Year's Eve. So there's a lot more to come with Plymouth Chubb. So I wouldn't be dropping off just yet. So a lot to look forward to with him moving forward. We've got harness racing tonight at Redcliffe, Steve. We'll talk more about that a little later. But a couple of weeks ago, we spoke with Kevin Jevons about Gloucester Park and what the future holds for Gloucester Park. And I thought we'd speak mm. now with the chief executive of the uh, the Gloucester Park Harness Racing Club, and that's Mick Bradley. We know him well, and he's been kind enough to join us this morning. Mick, good morning. Yeah, morning, Chris, Steve. Good to talk to you. How are you? Yeah, really good. Is it going to change? <laughs> Sorry? Is the track going to change or not, Mick? No, I wouldn't have thought so. <laughs> um, uh, the, the, we've got the best way here at Gloucester Park uh, around the half-mile track, and you know, Yonkers in America is a half-mile track. So mate, the, 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 the commerciality around the half-mile track is, the, the facts and figures are, we're 38% of the meetings in, in WA, we're 55% of the, the wagering, and there's a, there's a reason for that. And it's got to do with the, the, competitiveness, the competitiveness of the racing at Gloucester Park. Um, and, and the commercial reality is, is we're in the top two meetings on a Friday night nationally each week. Um, so, uh, the, 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 what, we, what we're planning to do is to make sure that we continue racing at Gloucester Park. Um, we continue to make sure that the WA uh, harness racing industry is funded on the back of Gloucester Park. And, and, and this plan that we've, we've got uh, certainly does that. What about licensees? Uh, we just spoke to Ernie Manning as well, Chris and, and, and Mick, about possible camber at Gloucester Park. Yeah, no, we, we're, we're certainly reviewing that. We've looked at every track in the major track in the world, from Sweden to America and uh, New Zealand. And we did this four years uh, in 2015 when we redid the, the camera and we, when we lifted it. We actually went to the industry bodies, Botcher and a, and a number of, um, number of uh, the leading trainers, and they were against us going to where we wanted it to because we were looking at 12 and 14%. And, and during the consultation process, Botra was against it, and so were a number of the leading um, n a number of the leading trainers. So we, we lifted it to ten from where it was. It was it was lower than that, but we're reviewing that, working with Rawa, and uh, that'll be part of this process to to put it to where it should be. So um, the, the Canberra issue around uh, Gloucester Park is is certainly that something part of this process, and and if we had our way before, it would have been higher. So um, if Botcher are now supporting this uh, and the petitioners are supporting a, a higher camber, then we're all for that. Okay, so just to put it into perspective for a lot of people that don't know what's happening over there in Perth right now, the track itself will, will remain unchanged, but there's a possibility 
that a lot of development will take place around the track. No, so so what happens? We're moving. The track will slightly change as far as where the winning post is. So we've got to change. We're going to change the transition turn from from the either end because of the home the the turn the the, the actual um, finishing post will be now in the back straight, and we're going to build a facility over the back straight, and that includes new st- underground stables or undercover stables. Um, there'll be a brand new facility for both participants and patrons at Gloucester Park, and then there'll be development on on the side where the grandstand is currently. So it's it's a process. There's there we've been going through for 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 a long time. Um, this this maintains racing at Gloucester Park because until the new facility is is built, we remain racing in the current um, facilities, which is a, a big thing because of you know when we when we did go down uh, previously and uh, we we lost 25 percent of wagering so we can't do that to the industry so this this offers a continuation of, of wagering at, at the premier track it also the deal offers no risk to, to the association that's that's built into to our agreement and part of this so unlike Auckland where they're in massive amounts of debt because of their redevelopment the Belmont Perth racing redevelopment over here is not going uh, to, to plan, um, and they've had to, to readjust a number of things. So the Wacker redevelopment uh, did the same thing a, a number of years ago. So we've looked at all these other redevelopments and and made sure that the, the club is in a safe place. The redevelopment is the best possible um, um, way forward for the club, and racing remains at, at the premier track. We've also seen what happens when, when clubs move away from the city and, and what happens to... to the prominence of the sport and also the wagering of the sport, and it, and it takes a beating. So uh, we've got to maintain uh, the metro presence and also that that commercial reality of being maintaining wagering on the on the best best wagering track in WA. Okay, so you're seeking members approval to to get this across the line. Yes, yeah, so we're in that process now. So um, the referendum has started. I mean, it's a pretty it's a pretty high watermark we we need to achieve. It's sixty six percent of the members to vote, and we need fifty percent approval of the of the whole membership. So it's not as if it's a, 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 a an easy um, an easy proposition. So there's certainly um, that's with the, the members now, and that's the next step in the process to get the the members approval. But uh, I, I mean, I've heard I've heard things of why don't you sell a move to Pinjarra? And all that sort of stuff. Well, that simply can't happen either because to sell the whole site, you need to go through the same process and get the members' approval. And I can tell you that the members of Gloucester Park don't want to leave East Perth. So um, that that certainly, really, in my opinion, can't happen because there just won't be a members' approval. So uh, we're going to make sure that the club is is viable going forward. This is um, a great benefit. I, I mean, we've got support from, you know, a number of luminaries in, in the industry. Mick Lombardo is very supportive of this. Uh, Bob Fowler, very supportive of this. Rob Bovell, the former CEO, who's just inducted into the Hall of Fame, is very supportive of this. And Alan Parker, who's the preeminent historian um, in in WA and probably Australia, has said this is this approval is the most important thing to happen across the park since James Brennan bought the site in 1922. So... Um, we're, look, we're very confident in, in, in this is the best way forward for not only Gloucester Park, but to maintain um, harness racing in WA because there's certainly pressures around market share and, and um, funding from, from the governing body and we, got, we need to maintain our, our market share or, or increase our market share so we can, we can increase funding. So if the members vote for it, when do you think we could start seeing some action? 
Look, it's um, there's probably another six months of due diligence and, and design and stuff like that of um, finalising stuff. So, look, we're envisaging if, if the members uh, approve it, um, probably there'll be start construction on the other site uh, in 2024. But we probably start the um, the new stalls and racing facilities before that. So. Um, we, the, the members have till uh, January, October 5 to, to vote. It's not a, it's not a short time, so we, we're allowing members to ask questions and we're going through that process and, and responding to them and um, we're giving it enough time to, 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 to go through it um, and, um, and if we get the approval, which we hopefully we do, then we, then we, we go through the next phase. But we, yeah, we anticipate to start building the, the uh, new, new facilities as far as commercial facilities around uh, the start of 2024. Okay, so that being said, if it does get approval, it's almost like it flips then. You've got that new walkthrough bridge from the, the back of the track that goes over to Optus yep. Stadium now. So the winning yep. post will be on that side of the, the course then? Yes, so so there's a, this is one of the most progressive sites, uh, parts of Perth, because of the new Optus Stadium, the Matagarret Bridge, which which links Gloucester, uh, East Perth to to the stadium, and it's getting a lot of traffic. and And, and the plans are for to have views of both the the river, the the iconic Swan River, and also the racetrack. So um, you'll be able to see you'll be you'll be able to see both. So um, this is maximising our our um, location. Uh, it's a great location to be at. It's, it's the, as I said, it's the most exciting part of Perth, and and this is maximising what we can do and taking advantage of of the actual site. So um, th- there's there's so many benefits um, to what what we've planned, and, and we're we're hoping that the members the members approve it. Okay. Well, it does sound very exciting, and in many ways, it it, it safeguards the future, doesn't it? Like you said. Well, that's what we're planning to do because you know we want to we want to stay in the city uh, for a long time to come. We want you know we want generations to to be able to race to race across the park and be be part of the action. There's there's no doubt that um, you know the the brand of Gloucester Park as far as harness racing goes is is you know, very strong and, and we need to maintain that for a number of reasons uh, commercial commercial both for for the club but also the wa harness racing industry and and we need to safeguard that going forward we've taken a lot of the risk out there's virtually no risk to the club moving forward and and that's been part of um this process that we've gone through so um the upside is is very very good on, on this for, for gloucester park and as i said we've we've looked at other 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 sites that have been developed and uh, whether it be race sites or, or also um, sporting precincts and and we've we've learned from from what's happened there and um you know and and uh, you know I'm, I'm pretty confident in the deal Okay. As we know, Gloucester Park is a brand. It's the oldest metropolitan harness racing club in the country. Would I be right in saying that part or all of Gloucester Park is heritage listed? Yeah, we've, we've, that's the other. There's a few, there's a few issues with, with the site. One of the territories listed. So the entire site's on the, the state permanent heritage register. We've got a number of items within uh, Gloucester Park. The, there's an old tote, our old tote building, our uh, iconic gates at the front. 
Um, there's also there's a number of other ones, a number of other things that, that are heritage listed. The track is actually heritage listed as well. Um, so that, that's something we've had to go through. There's also development WA issues that we've we've had to negotiate through this process or navigate through this process, and we've done that. Um, so you know, and part of the process is actually making you know restoring a lot of the, the heritage stuff and actually putting a uh, a museum that that will capture the history of, of harness racing and Gosford Park, but also harness racing in WA. Uh, in our in our iconic tote building, so um, it, there's certainly there's certainly heritage um, plans in there to to make sure that you know the 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 history of of Gloucester Park isn't lost, as well as taking us into the next um, generation with brand new facilities that is, that are not only for the patrons but also um, also the, the the fraternity and and this is this has not been a, a process. Rawa to approve their funding did a third party um, review with KPMG who's one of the biggest auditors in the world, and, and the funding was on the back of, of that. And, and I can't remember any um, railway funding going through such a stringent process. So, look, we've got all confidence in what we're doing. Uh, railway's obviously got a lot of confidence in, in what we're doing. Um, and, you know, we, we, we they understand the commercial realities as well of, of what Gloucester Park means to, to the WA harness racing industry, particularly in, in generating revenue and, and therefore funding. You sound exciting, excited about it, and probably rightfully so. But with any change, there is resistance. There's some of that around. Oh, look! Look, you've got um, certain parts of the industry, particularly the, the fraternity, that would like to see um, a larger track. We just don't have the, the space to, to to make it larger. And and there's certainly no evidence that increasing track sizes increases wagering or even increases attendance. So. Um, not only do we not really have any, we don't have the facility. The, the, the cost um, to actually extend the track is, is you know, tens of millions of dollars to, to actually extend it because of the way that the, the topography of the, the, the site is and, and different things. So um, the, the return on investment is just not there. Um, but, you know, it, but, you know, in an ideal world, would you put in a bigger track? Maybe, um, but there's also uh, you know the, the half mile track racing at Gloucester Park is is certainly that um, some exciting you know and we get particularly get feedback from you know East Coast and 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 you know, people that, that love watching Gloucester Park on Sky Channel and it is you know very exciting and they you know they do love watching Gloucester Park and and that's probably one of the reasons why we are so strong on, on the wagering front. Yeah, Chris just said I just heard you say Chris it's the best in your opinion. Just tell us why you think yeah. that. Well, it's exciting. Uh, there's no sprint lane. It's a half mile. So drivers are out there to, to do their best. They've got to be aggressive. They, they've got to have that mindset to go out and win. So that's what makes racing in Perth the, the best in this part of the world. It's just so competitive and uh, it's, it stands above all others. Like yeah. Harold Park, Let's Mick. Well, yeah, and I, like I, I, you know, I'm, I've originally from Sydney and spent a lot of time at Harold Park, and and, and you know, I, I certainly um, certainly love the, the the atmosphere and the racing around the half mile track. Uh, I've been to Yonkers in America, and you know, it's it's a half mile track, and it's it's probably I think it's the biggest, biggest wagering track in America. Um, Yonkers as a half mile track. So, uh, as far as half mile track racing goes, you know, look, I'm in I'm in agreement with, with Chris because you know, you you, you do look at. Um, some of the other tracks and and it's not as exciting there's you know there's there's a lot of handing over there's a lot of you know um the, you know I, I think the competitiveness of of uh, gloucester park is is what it stands it stands out and i, I concur with uh, chris's thought there 
The, the other one, Mick, that you've touched on there is attendance. And like all tracks around Australia, it, it's probably declining a little bit. So with this brand new setup that's being put in place, uh, you know, it gives you a great opportunity to get people to come back to the track. Yeah, and that, that's certainly in our plans, and, and that's certainly what we want. We want to actually offer also brand new facilities for people to come back. So, um, you know, they've got, they've got state, they'll have state-of-the-art facilities to come in and be comfortable while they're, they're watching racing and be on top of the action. And, and also, you know, it's a, you know, it's a great surroundings when you're at Gloucester Park, you know, overlooking, you know, the Swan River and, and the, the Matter Garrett Bridge when it's lit up and also the stadium when it's lit up. It's, it's fantastic. So uh, we'll, have, we'll have the best of both here at Worlds watching, uh, looking over both. And, and, you know, like, you know, we certainly think that they're, um, the, this will encourage more people to come because there will be better facilities and, and, and it won't just be, you know, they'll, they'll come in and hopefully they, they enjoy the racing as well and they come back for the racing. Yeah, we'll, we'll watch with interest there, no doubt about it. Exciting time certainly ahead over there for Gloucester Park. I just got to ask this morning before I let you go, where are you right now? Uh, I'm actually at Justin Prentice's uh, property. Um, we're, um, Justin, we've come down to have a look. Justin's got three in the Pearl Classic final on Friday night. Uh, Gloucester Park actually syndicated uh, Valley Victorian, who won the Sales Classic uh, earlier this year, and he's one of the favourites alongside probably Never Ending, the other Justin, one of the other Justin Prentice runners. So uh, we've come down. I'm here with my good mate Glenn Mortimer, who's one of our big sponsors from Retrovision, who's uh, part owner of, of, of the number of horses with Justin's, and he's actually um, uh, putting a few. He's just put them through their paces uh, just before. So uh, it's a beautiful place down here. He's down at Bunbury, which is a couple of hours south of Perth, and um, yeah, having a look at a, uh, all these horses that are that are looking looking great. And it's a he's, a, he's look, I, you know. He's one of the best trainers we've got over here, particularly for, for young horses, and um, no doubt he's going to play a big part on in Friday night's race. Yeah, he's an absolute star. So which one's Junior driving? Have you got the good oil there? Yeah, Junior will be driving Never Ending. He's drawn Barrier 3. Um, we've engaged Dylan Edgerton Green to drive um, uh, Valedictorian. Um, you know, Dylan. Dylan's you know one of, turned into one of the biggest big race drivers over here in the last three years. Like he's won something like seven Group Ones, including last week's Diamond Classic as a, as a trainer as well. And Katie Waldron will drive the other of um, uh, of uh, Justin's uh, horses, Rolling Fire, who's drawn inside the back line. So, uh, just uh, Cody's uh, Justin's foreman down here, and uh, yeah, I think all three will, will play a part in um, in Friday night's hundred thousand dollar final. Mm. You'll be deflated. Well, we look if, forward. Yeah, I was just going to yep. say you'll be deflated, Mick, if you don't get that sixty. What is it? Sixty six percent? Is it you need? Membership yeah, 66% of, of, um, of members to vote, and we need half the membership to vote. So, uh, look, it's, it's, a, it's a tall order, and, and as you said, look, there's changes is hard for, for everything, but I think um, the membership, you know, uh, we've given them a lot of information, and, and they understand that, um, you know, um, this is, this is a, a good way forward. So, you know, we're hoping that we get the participation and, and the approval, and, um, and we'll move on from there. Awesome. Really appreciate the time, Mick. Enjoy the work out there this morning, and we'll be in touch. Good, good as goes. Good to talk to you, boys, and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully we 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 find a winner on Friday night. Mick Radley joining us, the boss there of Gloucester Park. Chris, you speak to a lot of participants, and you're texting a lot of participants over there in the west. Do you know what the feeling is, the general feeling for what you can gain at this stage. The ones that I've spoken to want to remain in the city. They don't want to lose that connection with the CBD area, which is important. And as Mick sort of highlighted there, when we, and we've seen it with Sydney and Melbourne, they've sort of gone away from the CBD area. 
that they sort of lose that connection with the other uh, people. So the, the ones that I've spoken to, they want to remain there. They've got Pinjarra, which is an hour down the road. It's a, a lovely big thousand metre track, but no lights. So maybe they can look at, you know, putting lights in at Pinjarra, have that thousand metre track, but remain at Gloucester Park in the CBD area on a really nice half mile track, maybe, you know, with a little bit more cambering. Uh, that's something that gets spoken about often, but uh, I think most that I, I speak with want to stay in Perth. Yeah, Ernie Manning made the point, Chris, about in recent months, a lot of the horses just jumping on the lead, but I know particularly in the free-for-alls, and it happens other places. I mean, it happens in Queensland, doesn't it, as well, If you, yeah. as you've talked about many times uh, about speed in races and so on. But it's it's, you know, some of them are just dominated from the front, aren't they? Yep, indeed. indeed. Lachlan Manselman is with us, a Lockie Manselman. Lockie, good morning. How's it going? Really well. You're on the way to Reckliff tonight with a couple of key drives. We start with race one. Your own running here, Kanye Crusader. Do you give him a good shot here in this first race? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, just hopefully the right horse turns up. He, he went through for two starts ago and then was extremely disappointing last week. Uh, hopefully we've got him spot on again and he'll go well tonight. Okay, can you put your finger on what happened last time out? Um, not really. Uh, he did a bit of work early, but he still should have been thereabouts and he sort of just gave up with 600 to go. So hopefully um, we'll probably have to go back again tonight and just drive for luck. But yeah, hopefully it's the line good again. Okay, so at this stage, thinking going back, you don't think you've got the speed to lead? Um, uh, we are inside us there. She, she gets out pretty good and, um, I, I'd say they'll really want to hold the front. She hasn't been given a chance in front in Queensland yet. And I think that's a ideal role. So I, I can't see her giving away the front to anyone. Okay. Well, that's Kanye Crusader race one, race two, high on Montana. You know, this guy, well, you've combined previously in the past, nice trailing draw here, two off the second row. Uh, do you rate his chances? Um, yeah, I probably would say he's my best chance for the night. He His run before I got suspended was super. and um, He's just had a couple more fitness runs in between and there looks to be a bit of speed on early and he'll be getting into the race late. Okay. Uh, we go across to race five. Just one good one. He's in really good form right now. Very consistent. Last start a runner-up. Draws nicely here in gate four. Does he rate for you? Uh, yeah, I, I like that race for him. I'd say he'll have enough speed to get across them early. He's been getting out really good lately. And um, once you're on the front end at Redcliffe, you sort of ride in it, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. He, he, he... He, he seems just like he's a little one pace. So if you keep him rolling at that nice, even speed, it seems to uh, really enhance his chances. Yeah, he just he sort of doesn't like when they sort of come at him too quick and then they get past him and then like, it, it seems too hard for him. Whereas if you can just keep him rolling and they can't really rush him, then he seems to keep fighting on. Okay. And in the last race tonight, Handsome Harry, another runner for Lacey Hens. He's drawn out in gate six, but is this a little easier for him tonight? Uh, this is probably the easiest race he's been in since Lacey's taken over with him. And um, uh, she said to me last week she was putting him in and she said only a bad draw will get him beat or a bad drive. So he's got a bad draw and hopefully I don't give him a bad drive and we should be right. Okay, he is the class runner of that field, isn't he? 
Yeah, I, I it's definitely a drop back for him, and I I can't see any horses in the race that you'd mark as a standout that he can't beat, sort of thing. Um, I think if he just gets a little bit of luck in running at some point, he'll work into it well. All right. Well, there's a number of key chances there, but high on Montana, that's the one you're most keen on at this stage? Yeah, Mon- Monty always delivers. He knows when he's got to win. All right. I, I want to push ahead to Saturday night. You've got some interesting drives there on the weekend at this early stage. Just Josh in race two, number one. That's a key draw for him, isn't it? Oh, definitely. He, he never gets any luck with barrier draws, and he's finally got it, and he's racing super, so he should be there. Okay, and then you're down to drive, Weewa, who you're up against tonight. You've picked up the drive behind this mare on Saturday night, and obviously you'll know more after the weekend, but uh, she's going well. Yeah, I, uh, the last time I drove her on a Saturday night before I got suspended, I, I thought she would have been pretty hard to beat her. Her run three starts ago was super, uh, where she attacked the line behind Teddy Disco. Um, and then, yeah, this race is a drop back for her on class as well. So um, I can't see why she couldn't win that. She's got a good draw, so. All right. Well, we'll watch there with interest. And then the other runner on Saturday night is Mufasa. I thought he was a really eye-catching run first up last week. So he looks like he's going to be very competitive again here. Yeah, he, um, he he trialed really good before that first up run the other day and it was probably going into that run, a run short, so that should have topped him off really well and he went super. So, um, yeah, with that run under his belt, he'll, he'll be a very good chance, I think. All right, well, hopefully a few winners for you over the next couple of days. Yeah, we need them. All right, really appreciate the time. Best of luck. No worries. Thanks for having me. There's Lockie Manselman joining us. So he's got some good drives tonight. He's got some good drives on Saturday night. So he's hoping he has a little bit of luck and he can convert some of those uh, drives into wins. Darren Clayton joins us each and every Wednesday morning. He's online now. Darren, good morning. Morning, Chris. Before we focus on Reckliffe tonight, I just want your thoughts on last Saturday night, the big group one uh, Q-Stars race night. Uh, what was your takeaway? Yeah, I thought it was a really good night, and um, I think it's something that can only be built on, especially, uh, I guess, the the free-for-all ranks, the fact that we don't get too many sort of of those Q-bred horses clashing in the Q-bred races, so uh, boosting that will certainly be a big plus uh, in years to come, but um, some of those sort of lesser races were good as well. Um, You know, the, the up to 50 grade and what have you, just giving those horses a chance to to race on a Saturday night is good. And the four group ones, well, we saw some really good performances there. Magical Mayer stepped up for real life, uh, was able to cling on the, the double there for Trent Dawson, doing, I guess, what he said when you'd spoke to him earlier in the week. He was, he wanted to lead on for, for real life and make them gun him down, and, and they weren't able to. So uh, that worked out for him. And, and then, of course, Dual Melody, um, Australia's best two-year-old filly. She she stamped that ticket there, and um, you know we, we spoke about how good she is and, and the the plaudits that she deserves. Well, if she goes on and wins the Breeders' Crown later in the year, Chris, um, you'd imagine she'd has she'd have to compete through a, a semi-final or a, a heat of that series to get in, and you'd expect her to do well there. She does that and then wins the final. 
she will become the richest two-year-old filly in Australian harness racing history. Is that right? So mm-hmm. currently the record with uh, uh, Lombo La Fifi and um, at 150000 for winning the Breeders' Crown and you'd expect her to pick up a, a bit of change uh, in the heat or semi or I'm not sure how they how they operate in getting through to that final. Of course, there's, there's a lot of water to flow under the bridge between now and then, but she's to do that. Yeah, the richest two-year-old filly in Australian history. All right. Well, Lombo Lapipi was just an absolute freak, and she banked well over 400, didn't she, in that rookie campaign? Yeah, 459,000 she banked, and with... Um, so 150 to the winner, and Jewel Melody currently on 309. Um, she gets her opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Captain Shuffles, we've spoken a lot about this guy in recent times. His uh, meteoric rise is nothing short of sensational. Uh, Leap to Fame, who's the best three-year-old here in Queensland, he's back in action on Friday night. Yeah, and um, it was interesting I heard you mention yesterday, Chris, that they were both nominated along with Tim's a Trooper for a race for Saturday night. Geez, it's disappointing that race wasn't put on. I'm not sure of the circumstances there, whether some horses, you know, had options for other races, I don't know. But, uh, geez, that would have been a, a real opportunity. Last start derby winner versus, you know, last start Q-bred triad winner going head-to-head. It's not often you get... Uh, the opportunity to do that. So it's a bit disappointing that we didn't get to see that on Saturday night because that would have been a cracking race. And Captain Shuffles, he really has stepped up this campaign and um, it's been a good breed. Uh, His dam more than meets the eye. She was certainly a high-quality filly uh, in her own right. She's uh, she's thrown a couple of handy ones in Frankie Ferocious and Captain Shuffles. But any concerns about the 2100, they were thrown out the window pretty quickly there on... uh, Saturday night. Yeah, he could have gone another lap the, the way he raced on Saturday night, uh, Captain Shovels. He was awesome. So, yeah, exciting times ahead with uh, the likes of Leap to Fame and uh, Captain Shovels. And there's a number of other talented types. Teddy Disco's right there. Danger Zone is in the mix. And Tim the Trooper is a, a quality three-year-old as well. So, we've got some depth there as far as the three-year-old boys are concerned. So, we look forward to seeing Leap to Fame return to racing on Friday night. Let's focus on tonight. We've got eight races coming through at Reckliff. Where do we find your best bet? I think we can uh, kick off in the first race, Chris, with Brian Christopher. Um, he tackled a, one of those uh, 70 finals last start. He drew gate 10 and he was tucked away. He really hit the line strongly. I was really taken with how he found the line. He was third behind Targaryen in that race. Targaryen uh, going super. Uh, his heat to get into that final was a tough effort. He sat parked in that run. Uh, I think he finds his opportunity here despite gate six. They can either go forward with him or, or like we saw in that final where he absolutely charged home. So um, pressing on or, or going back, I think either way, he's too strong there in the opener. Race one at number six, Brian Christopher. All right, currently 2.25 with Tab. What else stands out for you tonight? Uh, there's one there a little bit later, second leg of the quaddy, race six. Uh, I like the chances number four get a load of this bro in this race. I thought there might be uh, a little bit of early tempo in this race, which it, which would work. Um, he was beaten seven metres last time out, the start prior, a similar margin when he was wide off the track. Um, just with that 
early speed, uh, both the one and the two likely to get forward and the five probably pressing forward as well. He might just be able to slot into a position and um, be the fresh legs on the scene. So race six, number four, get a load of this, bro. All right, currently $4 with Tab. The quaddy, the main quaddy, five, six, seven and eight. They're the races that we're going to focus on. Throw me some numbers. Yeah, I thought in that first leg, I've got number nine, Senor Jujon on top. He'll be fitter. He was uh, first up last time uh, out, and he was wide off the track, so uh, he'll be better suited. Just one good one's the main threat, I thought. Good uh, hearing a good push from Lockie there just before. Um, yeah, I thought he could get across as well and, and prove hard to beat. And I think I'm going to throw in number three, Motu Amethyst. Her numbers might uh, look pretty ordinary, but I just think she might be going a little bit better. And in this grade, uh, I think it might set up okay for her. So three, four, nine. Second leg, race six. Uh, happy to go uh, get a load of this bro on top. Throw in number two, Devil Sticks. He's the one that I thought uh, probably gets to the lead and uh, from there uh, just might be able to, to hang on. So we'll go two and four. In the third leg, this is a an open maiden. I thought the main chance was number eight, Bokhari, but uh, drawn tough off the second line there. She's been runner-up two of three career starts, so gets an opportunity. Throwing number three, Destiny Blues, might be a bit of a price. It'll be better suited from this gate. Um, the wide gate didn't suit last time. Number seven, Heavenly Sea. Uh, will be f- thereabouts. Number one, Bar and Blitz. It's a first starter, but it's a five-year-old mare uh, making a debut for Michael Nutley and already met with a, a bit of good support I saw in the market. So we'll throw her in as well. And the final leg, um, got number five, Fly Cheval on top with no level of confidence whatsoever. Number three, Man Elisa. Uh, he was a big winner or a winner at big odds last week. So throw him in as well. And number four, Never Ever Bend. Um, not too far away. Hasn't won for a while, but um, she's, a, she's a chance if the right uh, trip prevails. So three, four, five to bring it home in that quaddie there tonight. Okay, so just repeating those numbers. First leg, three, four, and nine. Second leg, two, and four. Third leg, one, three, seven, and eight. And then, as you just mentioned, three, four, five in that final leg. Looks a tough way to win the quaddie tonight. Yeah, it certainly does. I thought, well, probably both both the closing legs are pretty hard. You've got a maiden there with uh, uh, pretty open. You've got a, a first start maiden that's nearly the favourite um, five-year-old mare on debut. And then, yeah, that closing leg, I think you could throw a few darts and still miss. Okay, well, that's the quarter tonight. And the best bet comes up nice and early. Race one, number six, Brian Christopher. It's currently at 2.25. And the other one that Darren was keen on is at race six, number four, Get a load of this, bro. It's at $4 currently. Darren, as always, really appreciate the time. We'll chat again on Friday morning when we do all the form for Albion Park. Yeah, looking forward to it, Chris. Thank you.